Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yotis B. Welcome to the sportive episode. I don't remember. Uh, John's here. Hi, John. Hi, Brandon. Do you remember what episode number this is? Uh, 453,000. Hold on. Correct. Uh, we also have, uh, Chicken Fingers again. Hello, Chicken. What's up, fuckers? Sup? We don't have, uh, Stu tonight. I don't know why. Something. He was. Something dumb. He was pretty noncommittal about why he couldn't make it. Yeah. Do we, is there, is there a chance Stu is Bob Covington? (laughs) <laughs> There's here. always a chance. Just getting on a plane to Houston. Wouldn't I'm just asking me? questions. Right, of course. It's fair to ask. I don't know. Uh, I don't want to talk hoops yet, though. I want to talk twins. Good. Yes. What? John, are you okay with this? Okay, so this uh, this is we're, we want to talk about the trades. All the crazy crazy trades happened last night, so we got on the horn. Um, so I first want to ask you how you feel about uh, how about the Twins trade. We're gonna we're gonna pick his nickname soon, uh, in a little bit here. But I believe it's something like Kenta Maida, Maida, King Kunta, Kenta Maida, Kenta Maida. Well, that's how it, that's how it looks. And we got rid I of our be... favorite player, Buster Gunderson. We loved <laughs> we loved Buster so much. Um, we did because he represented day. hope, um, and that is all we have as Minnesotans uh, is a little bit of hope for greatness, and he's he's gone, and I don't think Kenta Maida is going to bring us a whole lot of extraordinary hope, so that part makes me a little sad. John, how are you feeling? I have any number of feelings. A lot, a lot of this. A lot of how you feel about this trade depends on how you feel about old Buster Gunderson. Mm-hmm. And on the one hand, he was the Twins' best pitching prospect. He threw 146 miles an hour, which the Twins have never had really ever. And while he was in the bullpen last year, after he, he got hurt, he started as a starter in the minors last year. He got hurt. They brought him in as a reliever down the stretch. He was going to start the season in the bullpen this year, but you could imagine him in the not too distant future being a flame throwing top of the top of the rotation starting pitcher. Uh, that that's an exciting thought, but on the other hand, he was a Twins pitching prospect, so he couldn't have been more than five six days from an elbow injury that ruined his career. 
<laughs> Certainly February. So it, it's it's hard to know. I I don't I don't like that he's gone. This the real struggle is I Chicken and I talked about this a little bit this morning on Twitter. We both sort of did the same thing which was uh, let's go look up Kentameda. I assume he's 26, 27 sort of entering his prime. People are talking about how he has a friendly contract, so it'll be nice to have this guy controlled for the the years of his late 20s when this will really be a, a key time. But he's 32 years old already. No spring chicken. Which I, I, I get that it, it makes sense given that he was coming over from the Japanese league, but it, he's a league average 32-year-old starting pitcher. Number three starter, number four starter. The Dodgers, which I, I recognize that the Dodgers have more pitching talent than the Twins do, but the last couple of years they would shut him down at the start of September and start turning him into a reliever for the playoffs. And that's not exactly, that doesn't scream the kind of profile that makes me think, yes, we have to get rid of the Twins' best pitching prospect to be sure that we can get Kenta Maida. Rich man's Nick Blackbird. <laughs> right. When you put it in those term, in that particular term, it's even more depressing. I'm sorry. Um, his contract is insane, too. It's like he somehow has the Bobby Bonilla contract, but for the his prime of his career. Just $3 million a year for eight years or something like that. I don't know what the exact numbers were, but it was something almost that silly. Was he just not supposed to be any good when he got signed? Well, people are talking about it like it has incentives such that if he manages to go the whole year without tripping over the third baseline he makes 10 million not three three million so it sounds like he has a lot of very achievable incentives in there just the least but but here's the thing we've said this a million times on this podcast i legitimately don't care how much he gets paid if he had a hundred million dollar a year contract i don't care it's not my money it's not our money only can sport of rule yeah not our money it's it's i'm only concerned with how good of a pitcher he is, and it, it it I I realize they're trying to win now, but Kent Ameda doesn't really scream win now to that much of a degree. It's also just the the least sexy thing in the world is to trade an absolute fl- flamethrower. The kid uh, Buster Gunderson is in fourth grade, and he throws 105 miles an hour. That is incredible. And then, like, the low-ceiling, number-three starter, 32-year-old. Makes a lot of sense on paper. Makes a lot of sense for lots of reasons. But just no joie de vivre in this trade, which I think is why people are... People seem to be generally not super pumped about this. Is that the gauge you're getting from the from the people well, in the Well, I mean, let's bring Chicken in here. Chicken, is that how you're feeling? <clears throat> uh... No, I you know I'm looking at a survey right now, uh, uh, two seconds ago. Um, <clears throat> I just lost it. About how people feel about the trade, it was one of the beat writers. Um, I want to say it was Dan Hayes. I'll find it here. Don't Wetmore, Derek Wetmore, posted a, a survey. How how do people feel about 
the trade, 70% like it. 11% mm. don't, and 18%, well, 19% are saying wait and see, which is kind of a chicken shit thing to do on Long Twitter. Oh, yeah, that was Twitter. Guys, well, fuck, Long you're, what? you're voting, like, in, an, you're voting we'll in an internet poll. This is not a binding contract. <laughs> Go ahead and pick a side. <laughs> yeah. What an odd thing to it's not gonna come wait, back show to me the results. Show up in an interview 10 years from now. <laughs> Oh, you like really every, the gun on that here, one, sir. <laughs> every poll the Star Tribune ever runs about anything sports related, there's like a don't know, don't care option, and it always has ten percent of the votes. And what are you doing? Are I you just care. clicking everything that comes up in front of you on the internet? Don't well, care. I have to say, sir, that your resume is strong, and we, we're really comfortable hiring you for the CEO position. But it says right here, twelve years ago, <laughs> you posted as. Butthole zero zero seven three and voted. Show me the results. <laughs> that was an option, but instead you picked no on the Grundersall trade, and uh, we just we're gonna have to. That's a deal breaker. Pull our offer. Yeah, that's yeah. a deal breaker. Not the kind of decision making go getter we're looking for. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it seems to me that people really like the the trade. If that surveys any indication, yeah. Um, there's an underlying current that I think maybe what bought the, the opinion that bothers me the most is the one that says, well, you fans, you said the twins never trade their prospects and they finally do. And now you're, now you're not happy. You're just never happy. Well, <laughs> give me a break. I mean, if you're, if your wife is always on you, pestering you to clean out the garage and you just take a torch to the garage and start it all on fire <laughs> and burn it, it to the ground and say, well, <laughs> You always told me to clean it up. You're just I, you told never me to happy, be clutter. There's no clutter anymore. <laughs> it's all gone now. You're just never happy, are you? Uh, I think a, a reasonable person can say, yeah, we wish they'd trade their prospects, but, but for a reasonable return. Now, is this a reasonable return? I That, I, I suppose, is arguable. It's not. You can squint at this and say that that's a reasonable return. The angle I took and what I, what I messaged Ramball today was, I think where I was coming at this off season from was what the twins need more than anything to take the next step is a, a starting pitching, at least one, if not two starting pitchers who are as good or better than Barrios. That's what they need. If you look at, you know, look at the world series last year, it wasn't Kathy Matea or what, what's this guy's, what did we decide? Ken, Kendall we'll, Martin. We'll what's, get there. What's the guy's name? <laughs> We'll get there. Right uh, now, it's just the the regular one. Ken, Kendall, I honestly can't remember Kenta his name. Kenta Meda. That's the point. Kenta Meda was not a starting pitcher in the world in Game Seven of last year. That, you know, Scherzer, um, Verlander. Those are the kind of guys that are going to help you take the next step. Um, Strasburg. Now they can't afford those guys, and that's fine. They've decided they can't. They can, but they're not going to pay that much. The next angle that you can take to secure high-end starting pitching is using your prospects uh, through trade. And instead, what the Twins did was they used their top pitching prospect to secure a rich man's Kyle Gibson, to, to secure a, a, you know, a number three, maybe best-case scenario, he's as good as Odorizzi. That, that's really his high-end. and Ceiling. Yep. I, as that's his ceiling, and what and what John put his finger on is now we pretty much we pretty much know this guy's ceiling. He's thirty two. 
it'd be pretty surprising for him to have a breakout season at 33. Uh, so we pretty much know who he is. Um, and I just don't know about using your, your top pitching prospect to secure a guy that, who isn't better than Barrios. The whole point of the offseason was to try to get higher end um, starting pitching, not somebody who's, who's just better than Homer Bailey. That wasn't the goal. It's better than Berrios, not better than Homer Bailey. That that was the goal. And now they don't have that chip to play anymore either. If, if they want to secure starting pitching in the future, they have one less trade chip and a pretty pretty high-end trade chip. Now, people can argue about his and bring up the point on his uh, his health. And, you know, like, like John did, will he, you know, be hurt tomorrow? Well, yeah, really anybody can, can be that way. You can. There's that concern with any starting pitcher, um, or with really any pitching prospect that throws a hundred. Yeah, they could. Their arm could boomerang off their shoulder tomorrow. Yeah, that's possible. But um, that that's the angle I take on the on the trade. I, I wish they would have used this trade chip. I'm I'm okay with them u- trading Gratterall. I'm I am I'm okay with it. I just wish they would have gotten somebody. You couldn't get one. You couldn't get a, a high-end pitcher just for Gratterall. You'd have to package Gratterall with some, another prospect. I understand that. But I wish they would have used him along with somebody else to, to secure a sexier name. Yeah, the, sexy the names are thing... uh, tough to come by. I wonder how many guys who are better than Barrios. There are for sure plenty of guys. How many we of them don't were, know. were uh, available? Well, let's say Barrios is like the – you know, the Athletic ranked the starting pitchers, and Barrios is 25th. Uh, okay. So let's. Yep. I mean, athletics. That's a pretty good. I think a reputable site. I, I actually like it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So let's say there's 24 of them. How many of them are available? I think that's a reasonable question. If there's 24, how many of those 24 are reasonably available? I don't know. Yep. I think ultimately what this comes down to for me, there's been a lot of talk about how the Twins are going for it, trying to win now, etc. But I'm not entirely convinced that if they had just said instead of trading for somebody we're going to take Buster Gunderson and put him in the starting rotation this year I would have felt way more excited about that even knowing that he's got a a certain number of physical struggles and a certain injury history if you want to win now then maybe just make this guy who was a starting pitching prospect a starting pitcher again even if he's in the minor leagues Mm-hmm. John and Brandon, is it is it okay to to believe, although people keep screaming it, that Kenta Meda, securing Kenta Meda is not going for it. That that's not <laughs> trading for him is not going for it. Am I? That's it's okay to think that's not going for it, right? I think it's even though um, I, I think you need to. Well, there's it's certainly um, almost undeniable was a move to to win now versus later it's maybe not going all in like holy shit these guys really whatever but you know they traded a young guy who's probably going to have his peak in you'd think a few years for a guy that's peak is pretty much right now so there it's a it's a win now move but yeah i think it's fair to say this is if this is going all in this that's that's probably trouble that's fair Okay. Uh, yeah. 
Brandon, Brandon, what are your thoughts? Which side of this are you on? I mean, you don't need to be on a side. You can be on both sides like I was, but... I am trying to figure out how much of this is just because it's just so much fun to watch a dude throw a ball 102 miles an hour. Um, win or lose, it's just really, really a blast. How much of that is coloring my point of view on this trade? And also... Do I really even think they're going to win it all ever anyway? And if I don't believe that, <laughs> then maybe I just think the more fun guy would have been more more enjoyable to have on the team, whether, even if he provides less war over the next five years or whatever. Because I definitely do not, I'm not excited about watching Kenta Maida. Just not in any, in any regard. Um, Is, and that's probably true him. for basically every single number three starter and number four and number five across the league. Like this just, they're just not, I don't need an innings eater. It's not, not a guy that brings a lot to my, to the table. Um, but I would say I, I totally understand the uh, point of view of, of why they did it. Most, most likely is I don't think he will stay healthy. Like he might, but if you're going to play the odds, he probably won't. He's already had injury problems. He's 21 years old. Um, guys who throw that hard, I just I'm I'm having a hard time thinking of a whole lot of guys that uh, um that have stayed healthy. The, the the one guy that came to mind was Chris Sale, who did he he did stay reasonably healthy. But I remember when he first came up, it was like yeah. Like that guy's arms not gonna fly into the first base stands twice a year. Look at yep. look at his delivery. He's six foot ten inches tall and hundred and twelve pounds. There's <laughs> yeah. no way this can last. And it lasted fine. Yep, that's true. That's true. Um I I still would not bet a whole lot of my own money on him making it uh being an effective pitcher um for a whole lot of years. So I get why they did well, it. It probably makes their and, – and just in general, a decent starter is more valuable than a good reliever. Um, now, if he's like an unbelievable lights out, you could probably make a different case. But, but mostly he's um, – I, if I had to bet, I'd say that this makes the team better next year. But – it's just kind of, but not not by a lot. Not by a lot, um, and you could very easily see the the way this goes poorly, like our uh, our old friend Rocky Nabisco, um, <laughs> and uh, whatever that guy's name, other guy Vince Worley, Vance Worley, Vance Worley. Like, uh, whenever there we got so those many, guys, we were just like, oh, there yeah, were so many different ways you could have gone with that. Kevin Correa, Mike <laughs> Pelfrey, so yeah. many choices. And some guys were for sure like flyers. Like, I don't know about that, but I guess it maybe could work out. Like Rich Hill this year. Like, we've had a bunch of those guys. But we've had other guys, too, or, that have been like, oh, this guy's for sure a three-starter. And he has sucked ass, too. So, um it's always a crapshoot with pitchers, uh, no matter what. No matter how healthy they are, or they've seemed, or whatever. This just ninety percent of them. It's it's you just don't know what you're going to get. So, uh, I guess I rationally like it, but if I'm going to be more cynical that the Twins aren't going to win it anyway, I'm going to miss the flamethrower. We don't have anybody right. else that exciting to watch. 
Right. And like at all, like is Taylor Rogers the most exciting pitcher we have? Probably. Hmm. I guess Brios when he's when well, he's really Barrios on, he's he's fun. Exciting, but it's yeah. just you know. Odorizzi. I like watching Sergio Romo pitch. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's because he's five foot three and throws right. sixty one miles an hour. Yeah, I'm not saying it's because him. it's dazzling. Yeah, but it's still, I guess, entertaining. I'm saying sure, and he's excitable. I mean, he's just kind of he's happy to be there. Good which dude makes you happy to watch him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, I'm going to try to talk myself into. Um, into appreciating when now moves and this is a kind of a a little bit of one i'm trying to talk myself into that because we don't do that enough and this this season should be should be good and they got donaldson makes sense i like the idea of like we got donaldson he's not like getting any younger move. we got a window yeah, here that's... the window's open hmm, but it's kentameda it's not that's <laughs> Guys, it's Kenta Mita. It's not. I don't know. I know. I mean, it's so hard to talk it, yourself into that guy. It's a guy He's... with a four-plus ERA in the National in, League in Dodger Stadium, which is like fucking a hundred acres in size. It's huge. Uh huh. And it's it's the National League. Pitchers are hitting. And he's got a four four point whatever ERA and can't stick in the rotation. I don't know, Brandon. I don't either. And it's Kenta Meda. I mean it's not He's he's the final piece of the puzzle only if the puzzle you're doing is collect all of the players in baseball named Kenta. <laughs> true. It's a so true. Weird puzzle. That's an <laughs> odd odd puzzle. I mean, puzzles are there for connoisseurs. They're for the eccentric. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's about that's about the noise that I made when I saw that last night. It suddenly Twins Twitter was aflame because the Twins were the, uh, the part of this deal and everybody got excited and then everybody sort of made that same noise which was Really? Well, at first I thought they were getting David Price. That's, right. In the first reports, that's what it made it sound like. It was, the way and David what? Price gets paid enough that you can have him for nothing, basically. Well, yeah, I, that was real. Yeah, so that was... And then it got changed to a guy I'd never really heard of. So let me ask you, though, how much... If we're, if we're thinking about... Um, I think we should probably have faith that uh, Falvine, uh, they were, they're looking for a, a really good starter, um, mm-hmm. I would think. How much faith do you have that they really did make every call to every team and were like, we know there's 20 guys that are better. Um, here's the, here's the, uh, the list of guys we're willing to give up. We'll give you Rosario and, and Gunderson for this guy and just got no takers and this thing was on the table uh, and they just decided, Hey, we have made every single other phone call. We are doing our best. The best we can possibly do this year is uh Kent Amada. 
How much faith do you have I, in those conversations happening? I have a lot of faith that they made those phone calls. I do too. My my lack of faith, Brandon, lies. I'm not saying I know. I just my lack of faith lies in their ability to I to measure value in a player. I have no doubt they can identify coaches who can and implement a system that develops and squeezes every ounce of talent out of existing players on the major league roster. I think that's visible on the field. Taking up a guy and using technology and the coaches that they have selected, they can develop a player, they can identify players who haven't tapped their full potential and squeeze out the full potential on the field. What I'm not sure of is their ability to, again, value a play. The Ryan Presley trade. That. Not great. Does that, not great, Bob. Still no, drive checking that. Still. It's, it just doesn't make a lick of damn sense, does it? It still doesn't. A year and plus later. Right. Did they have a different pitching coach at the time or what is it, Yeah, it doesn't make it's, sense. It's at the trade level that I'm not saying I don't trust him. I just I'm not saying I do trust him. That's that's it is I just don't know. Cuz you look at moves like that and you just scratch your head and say it didn't make sense the second it happened. It doesn't make sense 18 months later or whatever it is. It never really made sense. So what metric are they using to value some of these guys? Like Ryan Presley, who throws hard, has a lot of good stuff. And at the time, I think our only, what we used to help us sleep at night over the Ryan Presley trade was, well, they just must know something about Presley we don't. And in retrospect, no, no. The Astros had a Presley pretty much figured out. Right. Uh, the the boy geniuses did just simply didn't value him properly. And that's my concern about Gratterall is is that we're in a similar situation. Is that our hope is that, and what I hear people trying to justify the move on is, like you said, they're just worried he can't stay healthy. Or there's just something they know about Gratterall that the others don't. Maybe, maybe that's it. That's I have to be hopeful there. I have to, I have to trust him. But looking at the Presley move, I'm not sure I do. I'm not sure I should. I'm not ready to give him my full heart. Yeah, you keep you keep your heart close. I mean, I get it. I've been I've been after it for years. Oh no, yeah, it's no. I, I'm not ready, Brandon. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, another ten years. Chicken's not ready for commitment <laughs> quite yet. No, yeah. it's okay. That's fine. Uh, do you want to? Unre- I, I don't know. Is that unreasonable? I guess I. I don't, I don't think that's unreasonable. I mean, how but many? I want to believe. I want to believe too. Let's let's think of this. How many games did the Twins win last year? Hundred and three. They, who have they lost? Buster Gunderson, mm-hmm. Jason Castro, the backup catcher. Yep. Yeah. Guy Kyle Gibson. Kyle, Gibby lost Gibby. Um. They're gonna lose. <clears throat> they're, they're gonna start the season without. Uh, oh, what's this? Not Pineda. the steroid guy. Pineda. Pineda. Um, yeah. Er, 
And uh, anybody else? They picked up Cantamata. Oh, cro- they lost cro- Crone and shoot Scope. Yep. And they also picked up Josh Donaldson. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good team. We should be pretty excited. Hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to pick out a nickname for our new guy? Let's do it. Okay, uh, John, I let you I let you do the other one. We did the knockout game. Um, okay. I, f- I forget who, who that was. Hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know either. This is great. Um, Wasn't it so, uh, Sergei Gupta or whatever? What's the Wolves GM? Oh. Oh, Sachin. Sachin, yeah. No. Garrison Roses. Oh, Gilda Radner. Yeah. Gilda Radner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You went with Gilda Radner. So I think Chicken should do the honors today. Okay. Oh, Lord. Like, the only one that comes to mind is Kathy Matea, but I fully understand our audience may not have the appetite for, or even the, the knowledge base for for marginally popular 1980s female country and western singers. Yeah, and they may I, just not even know who Kathy Matea is. All right, well, let's, we can, Brandon, let's hear your candidates. We chicken, can start with chicken that. Chicken can do the voting. We can start with that, and then we'll do the knockout round for there. So, do you, so you get to choose here, Chicken. Do you want, and we'll do, I think I've got six or seven rounds here. So you start. Okay. Is it Kathy Matea or Carl Malone? <laughs> well, strictly <laughs> from universal popularity, that the postman's probably the way you got to go. Okay, the postman. All right, cool. So we're going to go, okay, do you want Carl Malone or Captain Morgan? Hmm. I like Captain Morgan. All right. I hope Cap- it's not recency bias because now I'm just picking the, the second one you say every time. Well, we got it. We got uh, five more. Uh, Captain Morgan or Colin Mockery? I don't know who that is, so I'm sticking with Captain Morgan. Captain Morgan or Keith Moon? <laughs> Captain Morgan still. <laughs> I okay. like the Keith Moon. The... Shit. <laughs> Captain Morgan or Kenny Main? Ah, fuck. It's still Captain Morgan or, or Keith Moon. All right, so all right, so then uh, we'll stick with Captain Morgan or Karl Marx. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I look, that's a sweet spot for me. I'm I'm going Karl Marx. You <laughs> fucker, you. God, I didn't think you'd do it. You all right, me. so uh, <laughs> as as before, that was just a quick knockout round. So we landed on Karl uh-huh. Marx as our selection, but you get a night to sleep on it, and then you can. Give us your final ruling uh, later if you've got a if you've got a different one if you want to circle back to Postman that's fine but as of now our number three <laughs> starter on um, the Twins is Karl Marx. Karl the off- Postman Malone. <laughs> Can I offer this? Yeah. As, as, as a man of the people, can I defer my final vote to the sportive Twitter account? Yep. Uh, or maybe I do it on my own and. Uh, a, a poll that's posted yep. for people to vote on. Only make if, sure you have a make sure if, you have an option that says "I don't know" because people love that. <laughs> John and, and I both knew we were both going for that joke at the same time, and we both God, like, just, hold that. You would, the, fucking Karch Karide that went up there for you. Just <laughs> so set. Good. Here you go. Here you go. Oh, nothing better. Well, let's wait and see. <laughs> it's too <laughs> early to see. tell what his nickname what the fuck should be. Are you doing? <laughs> 
wait for results. That's the. Oh I'm gonna wait, wait for a while. We'll wait to see how he performs before we decide if he's Karl Marx uh, or Karl Malone. I'm. I am replying to Wetmore. I'm gonna reply to Derek Wetmore and say, "What the hell's the matter with you? Even <laughs> offering to show me results on a Twitter poll." I'm doing that. <laughs> Fuck, I'm doing it right now. <sighs> oh, that's good. All right, Karl Marx. That is awesome. Uh, the, the the whole the final two are the final two is Karl Marx versus Captain Morgan. I think so. Yeah, I think that was the. But he can also just decide. I want. I've you know I've thought about it and I've decided. Here's what I, you know, I right. have another name, um, which which I think we'll be okay with. Um, getting the twins getting involved in the uh, in the three team trade really threw us off the insanity of the uh, talking about the insanity of that trade in general. Right. The Dodgers just picked up easily the second best player in baseball for almost nothing. For basically it's... nothing. They traded their fifth starter and a prospect who's obviously I've never heard of. Well, again, a prospect. And... Like a guy that in his wildest dreams could never become Mookie Betts. Mm-hmm. The, and they the, got the back... odds that he t- turns into Mookie Betts is 1 in 10,000. It could happen, but not likely. I just can't even believe it. And even David Price they picked up, uh, and you could say, like, oh, well, that was the price they had to pay was uh, they had to pick up this contract. The Red Sox are still paying for a lot of that contract. I know. That was the particularly amazing thing in the trade for me. That is – it's one of those deals that if you had offered it, like, in an auction format – that would not have been the winning bid. <laughs> exactly. There would have been any number of teams that would have been like, no, I'll tell you what, we'll take on all of Price's contract and give you way better players in return than you got back for this. Yeah, I feel like it should be vetoed by the league. Right. Which is, I guess is not possible, but it's just such a confusing thing. Like, what has happened to baseball? I feel like it's like the, the private equity bros have hacked baseball and ruined it. Why I I didn't quite understand it. It was just sort of taken as a given that there was no way the Red Sox could sign Mookie Betts to a to an extension. So why even bother trying? Does he particularly hate Boston? I don't begrudge him that if he does. But no, they just don't want to pay that much. I guess. But they're the Red Sox. They have billions of dollars to burn, as evidenced by the fact they're still paying David Price to not pitch for them. Hmm. That's the thing that I don't understand either. If they're just like, well, we've run the numbers. We can still be pretty good and still have a puncher's chance at the World Series, if we, but we don't need to spend all this money on it. We can, we can get rid of $70 million and still save a shitload of money and still be okay. And fans will continue to come, obviously. I don't know. It just feels really slimy to me. Maybe there's more right. to it. I haven't paid a crazy amount of attention, but... It just seems so fucked up. But good for Mookie. I'd rather play for the Yeah, Dodgers. I mean. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. No, anyway. Doesn't have to live in Boston anymore. He's a winner. Sure is. All right. What do you think? Anything else on the Twins? Nothing. Nah, that's fine. <sighs> I, I, I hope it. I hope it works. I, I'm trying to be optimistic and not just such a dick about everything. <laughs> Fuck, it's oh. exhausting. Yeah, I know. I just want to have a trade where we are the Dodgers in this scenario. I know. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> Wait, what? We got Other the teams AL are MVP? So like yeah. for, for Matea? Wait. Yeah. Really? Really? Oh. It, it, it does sort of make you wish that the Twins had gotten in on this call and been like, uh, we, want, we want you to be the third team in this trade. All right. Just before we talk about being the third team in this trade, what if you just trade us Mookie Betts and David Price? What if we just do that? Let's just keep the Dodgers well, out. We're halfway we there. We're already getting you halfway there with Gratterall. What more would it take for <laughs> right. just to get those two guys? Which other player from our team would you like? Yeah. Just name him. Polanco. Just, take just Polanco. Pick, pick a guy. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. It could work out. Sure, I get it. It's just not that. Yep, not that exciting. Uh, no, it's not. We're the wrong team fine. to get excited about a a decent starter because I know, again, on paper they are valuable and they can really help. But we just have been, I don't know, uh, I don't know, like twenty years of these middling pitchers, and we get, go into the playoffs and get our asses handed to us, and it just feels like that's why. Um, there's lots of reasons why, but that's what it feels like. So. We're the wrong team to have made this trade. And we never get the flamethrowers. Mm-hmm. So. No, we had one for half an hour. Oh, boy. So many memories. Well, I was stalling because the other team that has uh, gone haywire with trades is the Timberwolves. And if mm-hmm. you think that the Twins trade was somewhat confusing... I don't even know where to start with this one. I mean, it's, well. I need you. I need you to explain one thing regarding this trade to me, Brandon. I, it doesn't really matter who they got rid of. They got rid of Covington because he was really their only asset, and they had a bunch of guys they threw into the deal, and they got a bunch of throw-ins. But the point of all the throw-ins seemed to be they're going to have all of these contracts that are expiring this year. That will give them some salary cap room, and they'll also have a not very good draft pick at some point in the next couple of years. But I don't, I don't understand how a team that rather famously can't get any free agents to sign here is improving by having a bunch of cap space. 
That's fair. What, that makes a I ton mean, of sense. What, and maybe they do have cap space this summer, but is this – you're more of an NBA mind than I am. Is this well known as a, a great free agency year in which having a lot of cap space is good or – what, well, it kind of what depends are, on what you mean here? by cap space. They've got enough. They're getting cap space to kind of move in the direction of being able to sign some guys. The Wolves, of course, have never been a destination for superstars, but they get guys. They sign guys a lot. They signed Todd Gibson and they signed Jeff Teague and a bunch of other like they weren't great players, but they were decent players. So the cap space will help. Um, it's not ever going to help us. Uh, get Giannis, because uh, he's not coming here, but uh, it's not nothing. The only thing that's really just tough to understand right now, and we talk about it a fair amount here, um, and it's it's more true than anything, and and you guys obviously love to uh, shit on Sam Hinkie, which I know. Uh, but the one thing that he had uh, that we can agree on uh, that we love is just have a fucking plan. Have a plan Ugh. and then execute it, even if it's the stupidest mm-hmm. thing in the world. That's what we are no, getting so confused. Well, hold no, no, no. Even if it sucks, and, it, and he's the dumbest person. No, it on the was planet. a re- it was a good plan. It was a reasonable plan. So that's what I'm just like. I, wait, you're agreeing with me? I agree that Sam Hinkie had a good plan. Yes. Oh Jesus! Uh, no follow ups. Um, <laughs> he just um, was a fraud for ex- he had no right being the person in charge to execute it but we're not going to refight that right. battle but he, that's all we really I want from anybody is like at least your guy Mike Zimmer has a plan we know that he has a plan now I don't we agree about that yet, with yeah. it but he's got one he no. goes this is the football mm-hmm. I want to play I want to play yep. this type of football and we go okay cool well now we know um, and we're going. That, to, and furthermore, to implement that plan, and I think just just to really quickly to add to it, so we're going to play this style of defensive football, and we're going to select large, athletic linebackers. I mean, very specific. That's a very specific thing, right? We're going to an Anthony Barr type. That's the yep. kind of guy we're going to go after. These um, large, tall, fast, athletic specimen defensive players that's that's the type of style that we're going to play so anyway go, keep going because that's I, I think maybe where you where you're going with this so more than anything that's what i want to know in the team that i care about i want to know what their plan is and the thing that i've gotten so far from gilda radner and company uh is uh they're saying the right things they've worked at the right places for the right people to really have a good understanding of how to build a winning team. And I just see a lot of like moving around the margin half measure type things that I'm not totally understanding what they're doing. They're not tanking outright. Um, if they would have, they don't, they don't really have to tank the, that might the be a good thing. The win version of the Timberwolves was just as bad as, so Any. they may be uh, stealthily tanking and just pretending that they're not, which is fine. That That is actually working. They're, they're unbelievably bad. Like, they are just so comically terrible. But they do have Towns playing, uh, and they are saying things about trying to build a winner. Who knows? That's my hope. My hope is they are secretly tanking. Well, Brandon, um, the point but, I guess I was making is, didn't you tell me that the style of basketball that 
Gilderander was trying to build was built around shooting players that can that can shoot. Well, and then I come to find out that he is very first draft pick. The first person he selected, the biggest decision he'd made to date, he moved up in the draft to select a player who can't shoot. Yes and no. Um, I don't think that they, I mean, no team is going to survive with just all shooters and nobody who can actually, like, get them open. Um, there's a bunch of different things that have to go into it. I still, I mean, I, I'm i watching the game right now. Uh, Jarrett Culver uh, has, something has happened to Jarrett Culver. He's not just, like, not a good shooter. Like, he's got some weird hitch mental he's got the yips this is not something you could have told have been able to know from his college (laughs) something fucking happened to him no just just back up for a second when the timberwolves drafted him i wanted to be clear that i compared him to markel fultz for this very reason and you (laughs) said i was being an idiot but why did you compare him to markel fultz he was a good free throw shooter in college and he was an okay shooter in college there were people who talked about how he had a weird shot that they were worried about. Get him. That was that was a legitimate concern with Culver coming into his professional career. Right, right. But people said that about a bunch of guys who were 19 at the time and figured it out and got better. Culver has gotten from a 70... I'm not exactly sure what the numbers are. Sport effect. Something like 70% free throw shooter in college, which is like, fine. You know, it's it's good. He's shooting like 40% on free throws. I don't shoot. I, Brandon Broxy, don't shoot 40% on free throws in my Minneapolis league. Like, something's fucking crazy. Like, something's wrong with him. So, I still think that they need a guy like that in even this system that they want to have more threes. Um, so, I don't know if I... It's It's certainly not looking great right now, but there's a lot of guys. D'Angelo Russell, for example... What looked terrible for two years, and now he's pretty good. Um, so I'm not super worried about that, but it is, I think, probably still. You're right, chicken. That like whatever system that they were trying to run, it wasn't a perfect fit for sure. Um, and then they, you know, they trade Jeff Teague for another guy who's basically just a another shitty player with the exact same contract. And like, all right. Uh, I guess, you know, if somebody, if you were playing fantasy football and some guy in your league was like, I'm fuck, I'm a crazy deal maker. It's all, I just love whatever. And then like the trade he makes is like his fifth running back for your fourth wide receiver. It's like, yeah, all right. Boring. I mean, none of them are ever going to play. So mm-hmm. I guess I don't really understand that. And then this new trade uh, there are so many moving parts and so many people involved. I have to think there's some weird science behind it, but right now it just looks like they traded four shitty guys for four other shitty guys. Like just, they're all pretty bad at basketball. So what is the point? And the other, the thing that I, um, okay. So John, you may remember this chicken. You definitely do not remember this. Um, about a let's say two months ago now, the Timberwolves were playing a basketball game against Oklahoma City Thunder, and they were winning. And one of our guys checked in, and his 
when he checked in, his jersey was untucked, which was technically like you're not allowed to check in, and it's a technical foul, but no one really ever calls it. Chris Paul on the Thunder noticed that this guy's jersey was untucked and told the refs, like he, he tattled, and got a technical free throw out of it, and the Oklahoma City Thunder ended up winning. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the particularly surprising thing about that was that the ref was like, "Yeah, you're right. We got to yeah. call the technical." Good Instead call, of just Chris. being like, "Shut up, just mm-hmm. sh- <laughs> shut up." So I made the comment. Um, I, I was pretty annoyed with it, obviously, but I made the comment to a buddy. Like, I actually think I would rather lose the game than care about the other team's jersey being untucked. And my buddy was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Chris Paul wins in that scenario. You might sound lame to you, but they won the game. But my point of that was not so much, yeah, of course I want to win the game. I don't think, and Chris Paul is a dude who's had like a lot of high-profile, uh, tough, tough games in the playoffs or whatever. My point is, I don't want a guy focusing, spending any mental energy whatsoever on what at the fucking team's jersey on the other team. Like, just your brain should not be thinking that way. You should be thinking about other things. And that's the case with, I think, some of this stuff that they're doing right now of, like, why are you guys sweating these trading Shabazz Napier for Evan Turner there, unless there's some sort of crazy magic something around it that we can't tell? They just feel like they should be focusing on other shit. Who cares? We picked up some the ninth best player on Denver, and we gave up our eleventh best player to go to Atlanta. It's just like it's it's such a working on the margins to save fifty thousand dollars moves that 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 whole thing is more frustrating than the actual guys we took in and got out. Because at the end of the day, that's well, we sucked before and we suck now, and our salary cap sucked before and it sucks now, and you know there's not a whole lot of anything that actually really happened is it false hustle i think is what i'm angry about just a ton of false hustle but they better do that otherwise it looks like they're not doing anything yeah yeah i guess just crazy i mean like they basically traded covington for uh first round pick and Malik Beasley who's like a again like the eighth best player on the Nuggets a fine a fine pick he's okay in the best case scenario he's our fifth best player someday so okay yes I think ultimately it seems like the Timberwolves the, the plan was they've got Towns, they've got Wiggins, they're going to build around these two guys and the team will go as far as those two can take them. And we we know what's happened with Wiggins and Towns is an incredible offensive player who might be the worst defender in the entire league. He gives back 80% of the points he scores. So ultimately the, the bet they made to build around Towns and Wiggins really isn't working out. And they had a couple of years where they tried to build around him, and they got Jimmy Buckets, and he ruined everything for a while. And But they did make the playoffs that way, and now they are, again, 
up a creek without a paddle because there's nothing they can do, it seems like. They have to try to figure out how to quickly rebuild a team around Carl Anthony Towns, except that's impossible. The thing that everyone's holding their hopes out for uh, is the Wolves getting D'Angelo Russell because he's great buddies with Towns and that might be the reason he'd come here, except... They, people straight up asked him why he didn't sign in Minnesota, and he was like, I wouldn't sign in Minnesota, it's too cold there. And so, the the team's only hope is a guy who has publicly said he does not want to come here. I don't know where that puts the Timberwolves, except in the garbage where they've been most of my life. Not to mention that the guy that they're holding out for, D'Angelo Russell, is pretty good. Yes, he's a... Uh, and He's that's a his really ceiling? good player He's who like, in no way is going to change the whole franchise. No, he is He is not. I mean, he's just not not a good defender, and he's not super athletic, and it just feels like, well, that's the best guy we can possibly ever get, so we might as well go all in for him, which I, I don't blame them for doing that, but it's also he's not the savior. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's it's just really unbelievably confusing. Um, again, Gilda Radner and his, his, uh, guy Gupta, um, they have done very smart things in other organizations. They've been around and seeing and have seen how trades were, what trades have been successful and what trades have not. And, and I still like that. You don't like just immediately come to the Timberwolves and, and get a lobotomy your first week. They have to still be smart, accomplished guys. How? What are you basing that on, Brandon? <laughs> I'd like to know. What, They're expensive. What fact from the past <laughs> or other other evidence do you have to support he, your assertion here? He does have ties John, to I mail. Po- I posed a theory today on Twitter. I'm, I'm sure you didn't see it. Um, to another another account that uh, Target Center has a radon leak. Like, <laughs> Is that a possibility? Like you walk in, it's not that you had a lobotomy, but you walk in and there's something. Right. I'm not. I'm not saying, but it might be a good idea at this point to move the team's offices to a different building just to see what happens. I just install some sort of vapor intrusion, you know, right. barrier or something. I... Exhaust getting into the skyway from the parking ramp. Something. Get a contractor and they're gonna take a look. Some of these things that so. If we think about the history of the wolves that we of that we know of it, a lot of it has been like we could see most of this stuff coming, and a lot of it has been Glenn Taylor's fault. Um, David Kahn, that was a disaster pretty pretty much from the get go, right? Uh, and we all knew it, everybody knew it, and it was just like Glenn Taylor royally fucked up. And, of course, even when he's gone, there's still a lot more, like, those guys, their work, their fingerprints stay on the organization for years afterwards. So, yeah, that, that sucked. And, uh, and that was all Glenn Taylor's fault. Thibodeau, we love the hire. I, I, I certainly did um, because he was, uh, had had a ton of success. Now, the argument against him was... Even in the two years that you have been gone, the game has changed so much. You need to be able to adapt. The way you used to do shit is not going to work anymore. And I think we all knew that. I personally had faith that he was like 
such a basketball lifer and had spent his year or two off or whatever spending time with like the Spurs and whoever else that he like he knew that and realized that I figured he I was hoping that an old dog could learn new tricks I now know that that doesn't happen Um, but that was fairly explainable Tibbs is who he is that's what he wanted to do he traded for all of his guys he ran guys into the ground Uh, he had some success of course uh, but they were miserable, miserable to watch. It's exactly what, when this happened, that's what we expected, right? Right. Ryan Saunders came in, and we were all like, very nice, nice young man. A very sharp child. Little, little, tiny baby. Uh, completely overmatched and should not have this job. But... We're really happy for him. And that's exactly what has happened. So for me, like most of this stuff, Occam's razor really has been the answer here. When I look at, again, Gilda Radner and his boy, I feel like they should be smart. And they should like at least get them to being a competent organization in a couple years. And they're a little bit hamstrung because their contracts and all of that shit, but for the f- it's just it seems like that's what it should be so this it's so far been i guess i'm not like super bummed because they haven't like done anything terrible i'm just a little confused at again what their plan is because they're not i don't know they're just not really doing anything to an extreme degree yet um at all how can you be only bummed and not angry or completely de- completely dejected? That, how is it not obvious at this point that Gilda Radner is completely overmatched in that everything that – a plan is not obvious. Nope. Um, the hiring of Saunders and not knowing that Saunders is completely in over his head. Nice boy not recognizing that Saunders would be in over his head. Doesn't that, isn't that a flashing giant flashing red light to you as a fan that rat that, that Rosa simply doesn't have, doesn't know what he's doing? No, because I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a Glenn Taylor thing. He's still paying. He's still playing, paying tips. So I don't think that Glenn Taylor, well, okay, a very fine, nice then, then man is way. going to be paying three <laughs> coaches at once. So that one I don't put on him. But the other ones, you're right. The Culver one has not looked good yet. Hmm. Um, you know, I'm a Longview man on that one. Um, Noel, he, he dra- They drafted two other guys, Noel and Reed, who have actually been okay, but they're second-round pickups, so really who gives a shit. Um, getting rid of Covington for a first and Malik Beasley is it's, – it sort of actually is reminiscent of, oh, my God, I just watched Culver shoot another free throw. I'm going to throw up. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my god. He went it went twenty three feet in the air and barely hit the left side of the rim. Oh I'm oh. sorry. I don't I feel sick. Um He traded up Brandon, he traded up for him. He did. This this he he moved up. I really wanted him. He said he I he identified this player. This is my guy. He said that we gotta do what we can to get this guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's not great. 
Not uh, great, Bob. Were there uh, were there other guys around him at that immediately behind Culver that are doing well in the NBA? Oh, of course. That he could have picked instead. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not going to play that game of like. Well, no, 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 no. It's not the a guy was picked thirty. 30 yeah. days later, and uh, yeah, nobody saw it. I mean, like, everybody at the time was saying, no, don't pick Culver, pick this guy, and this guy is doing awesome. At the time, the smart guys were saying Culver is a very good pick um, because he is young and he's, like, a jack-of-all-trades type guy that those guys usually turn into something. Um, maybe not incredible, but you know the the comps that they gave of like good k- scenario was was good players Ron Artest Joe Johnson guys that are Rudy Gay whatever he's not those guys so the pick like at the time from a like people who don't know what they're you know that are not in the private workout whatever felt fine um, but it's just it's just been a lot of like shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic so far. And uh, I don't know. I still want to give them the rest of this year and the draft to see what's up. But, uh, yeah, I was kind of hoping, like, for not hinky level type stuff, but a little bit of, like, scorched earth because uh, they just get desperate. And, like, I wanted to see Wiggins get traded and uh, and just all that. I don't know. We'll see. But they do have a draft pick in the mid uh, mid tier, which is probably good. They suck so horribly; they're going to get probably a top five pick um, in a shitty draft. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> they I'm suck. So sorry. They. I'm suck. so sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But my Lakers are looking good this year, so that's cool. Don't no yeah. no. Lake Show, baby. No. Oh my God! Such a fraud! <laughs> Just Bernie Madoff. Just why are you like this? Oh, the that's level what, that's of fraudulence. Why are you like Just, this? So oh. <laughs> I just picture you in your basement with your Chiefs hat backwards. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! I God. saw you guys trolling me. I, I didn't get it till later. Trolling me about backup teams, trying to trying to smoke me out. Um. But I was a little uh, behind in the that. time. That was on Stu. Don't don't put that on me. No, Bobby. you were you were a part of it. I, he came. No, he he added me. You I didn't concurred. do it. I didn't. I did, I I sure shit did, but I I didn't. It didn't originate from me. Baby, I'm not one for settling down. Sports bachelor is is the life. Ah, you're such a fraud. That's good. That Monogamy bad. works for some people, but I'm I'm Leo. Oh. I'm Leo DiCaprio. Just love and life. No, that's not the that's not the analogy. It's, it's not banging that's chicks. Your t- your sports team is not banging chicks. It's your parents. Oh, dude! It's you. You're Lindsay Lohan, just emancipating yourself immediately <laughs> when you're like 13, and just saying "fuck you" <laughs> to the parents that made you a millionaire. It's just yeah, fuck it. I'm just gonna pick different parents. I can't even tell you how <laughs> great it felt to finally call my dad. Um, Sunday night, just basically in tears. Dad, can you believe it? They, the Chiefs, 
They finally won it. <laughs> Can you believe it? All these me. years. <laughs> and my dad said, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm asleep. <laughs> dad, come on. We're Chiefs guys, right? <sighs> He's just like, I have no son. Fraud. <laughs> yep. <sighs> Felt good. Just adopt him a little bit. Draft on it. Chiefs takes all kinds. Oh, I will. Love, love I will say that the other option, and this was succinctly summed up in a tweet by the hockey writer Sean McIndo that I saw this week. He said, "Sports are the thing that I do for fun that is less fun than anything else I do," and that's yeah. Minnesota sports fan. I'm right there. That's it is perfect. interesting. Yep. I, I wish I would have had time to. I uh, had been at, had been up on the timeline, but you and Stu giving advice and. You should just stick to Minnesota sports. And just curious, how's that been working out for you? It's not. No, that's not the point of all of this. <laughs> it's not the Plus, point of all this. Sometimes your uncle has some struggles. He spends a couple years in in the old pokey. <laughs> you don't give up on him. No, you no. just have to well, deal with it. But this other uncle, uncle he's the other uncle's got. He's got a Tesla. It drives itself. You know, he lets me sit in the back. You know, I don't have an uncle with a Tesla. <laughs> they're all they're all horse yeah. shit. <laughs> don't have one. Not one. No one. And oh. I haven't for my entire life. And it's fine. It's the, the the hand I was dealt. I'll just pick up. You got to dance with the one who brung you. Instead, I, you've, you you with your with your fucking Chiefs hat and your Ovechkin jersey, OV, and you've got contacts in different colored contacts. So you could be like Max Scherzer, <laughs> yep. and my Duke shorts. <sighs> it's just, I, I think it's just a metaphor for life. Life is full of many challenges, few blessings, a lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. And that's what sports is like, too. Sports should be as much like real life as possible, and so <laughs> you should be miserable and depressed at every possible... <laughs> sports is not an escape. I like always no, hopeful. Sports should always be the hopeful. exact same as real life. But mostly are, miserable and depressed. You're Ricky Bobby's wife. That's literally who you are. He goes to the hospital, and he comes out of the hospital, and his wife is now with John C. Riley. Yep. <laughs> You just jump ship. Well, on a whim. You say that, but I do somehow pay a lot of attention to the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah, I you still I care about them, but you... <laughs> as much as we make fun of you, you were watching the Timberwolves tonight. Something that that's I, true. I right, I admit I was doing it too. But you and me are the only two people in Minnesota who had the Timberwolves game on tonight. And my dad. It's like my. <laughs> I, I'm sticking with, like, my high school sweetheart, even though she's, like, a terrible thief, drug addict. I sleep around a lot, but I still somehow keep coming back to the addict, my love. The only game I've seen all season was that one where they were up by <laughs> a billion. That's the literally the only game I've oh seen probably in five seasons. I will never forget that That's game. The, my was, iPad, I was watching it, too. They were up by 15 with, like, three minutes left or something crazy, and my iPad um, died. I was watching it, on, and I was going to play it, and I was like, nah, what's the point? They got this. And I, so I 
I didn't. It was actually an amazing thing to do because I didn't have to watch any of that disaster. I mean, it's still, still really stung. Uh, but uh, it was to at least watch it. Incredible! What a well, bunch of pack guys, of losers. <laughs> you guys complain about them so much, and I'm watching them, and they're just draining threes yeah. from everywhere. What they said, like a team <laughs> record, and I'm like, these guys you are guys, you guys are insane. These guys are fucking awesome. They might win it all. This is, <laughs> what the hell are you people even talking about? I'm messaging Ramball. This is the best basketball team I've ever seen in my life. This is. They got to break this team up, and then slowly, ah, oh, yeah, okay, now I see now, okay, yeah, oh wow. Look By at the this. end of that game, you oh. were like, "You guys do this every every How like three times a week. What are you guys this? doing to yourselves? This is insane." Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, I. Okay. God bless you. Yep. Uh. We're getting, uh, this is getting late. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. want to do a quick uh, bro, and, bro and turd review of the Viking season? Do you have them in front of you? Yep. Um, hold on one second. Uh, all right. Uh, you guys tell me who had the bro of the year, uh, who won the bro challenge. Uh, John, do you remember who you had? No, I have no clue. John had Irv Smith. Ooh, that didn't turn out that well. Not great. Uh, don't worry, though. You didn't have the worst. Stu had Chad Beebe. Ooh, that's... <laughs> that's pretty bad. Chad Beebe. Um, I had uh, Dan Hunter. Hell yeah. It's fucking awesome this year. Daniel yeah, Hunter. but I have no idea. Did we make you pick a turd threshold? We did, and he passed it, so that's awesome. Yeah, that's and no. no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I can't. No, he can't. Move on. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, um, and then our friend Chicken had Mike Zimmer as his pro. <laughs> 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 So, uh, two absolute stinkers with Smith and BB. So maybe a half point to me and a half point to Chad PB. <laughs> Zimmer, I mean Zimmer wasn't a great pick either. He doesn't play in the team. It should have oh, been illegal. You, you watch, watch your goddamn mouth. <laughs> All right, half point to each of us, and then turd. Um, John, do you remember who your turd was? No, I have no idea. Anthony Barr. Okay, was that was a bad good. pick. Uh, Stu's <laughs> turd. Uh, hold on, John. Again, once again, Stu is uh, going to hold my beer on this one. Uh, Dalvin Cook. <laughs> okay, that was a worse pick. <laughs> Stu's really yeah. covering up for a lot here for me. Yeah. Uh, my turd was Everson Griffin, and uh, Chickens was Rick Spielman. <laughs> <laughs> So again, doesn't play on the team, so just completely on brand. I think Chicken wins that one. Yes, yes. All right, uh, John wins eight and eight. Stu, not great. Stu six and ten. Zimmer and Spielman oh. both fired. <laughs> <laughs> Stu is. He also Maybe predicted, we should not have Stu on these podcasts anymore. He also predicted we'd use three punters. 
I was eight and eight. Stu was wrong about literally everything. Yep. (laughs) I was eight and eight, so I tied with you on that one, John. And actually, chicken was the worst at five and eleven. So, wow. Yep. So I think in total, I win. I think overall, Stu is the winner for being so terribly wrong. Really, really (laughs) impressive. It's hard to do. Um. I just want to briefly say again for the record, because this game is going on right now, that the Big Ten Network forcing Big Ten basketball games to start at 8 p.m. is the most ridiculous thing ever. Um, how is, What's the score? Uh, the Gophers are up by 20 in the second half. Oh, my good God, oh. Jonathan. That is... Oh, no. What you a, know... What a tale. I completely... I complain a lot about the Big Ten in a lot of different ways, and especially about Big Ten hockey. But last week, the Gophers swept Wisconsin, and just it was a they beat them senseless for two consecutive nights. And no matter how bad Big Ten hockey is, it'll never get old watching the Gophers beat the crap out of the Badgers. Never mm-hmm. gets old. Mm-hmm. Could happen every day of the year, and I'd still I'd like day three hundred and sixty-five as much as day one. Yeah, it's like pizza. Right, it's exactly yep. like pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Brandon, I, yeah. Do you know who your Timberwolves bro was for this season? I do. <laughs> I was hoping you wanna, didn't. Do we, do, do we want to talk about it? Uh, uh, I can see you tugging at the collar of your shirt. Uh, <laughs> uh, my bro was Jarrett Culver. Right? Yes. Yes, it was. And who is your turd, Brandon? Do you remember that one? No, I don't remember I that. I, I just, I have remembered the entire season that I I really went on record that I, I wanted to like Jared Culver. It hasn't been working. It was your, turd, your turd Wiggins was Andrew was Wiggins, turd. which is not an exceptional pick, but your threshold was he would be even more hated. When, in fact, the opposite has happened this That's year. That's actually, yeah. Boy, he hasn't you're been at more Stu, Stu Vikings level. Well, yeah, he, this is... No, what, what Andrew Wiggins was he, still sucks ass. Yeah, but, but... he's not setting new hate thresholds. No, You actually have not, some people who are saying, it's I not think a he's figuring it out. Pick. No, well... <laughs> Here, let me, let me read... I'm going to read... Not, I'm not paraphrasing. I'm going to read an exact quote from Brandon Broxy. October 24th, 2019. Wiggins, to, to, to set the, the turd threshold, Wiggins needs to drop from the most hated Wolves player in history to new, uncharted territories of seething hatred we can't currently imagine. He has to find a level lower than rock bottom, and I believe in him. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I mean, I'm there. Does that help? <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Well, I didn't say how many people needed to believe that. I Brandon hates us more than he's ever hated us before. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean I have seething hatred of counts. lots of things right now. Oh fuck, I'm sorry. Yeah, I That's okay. I had faith that Wiggins could somehow be more hated. I still think he can. I do. I believe. <laughs> Season's not over yet. I, I like that. A hopeless the romantic, you know? Yep. I understand. <sighs> okay. I think we're about done. 
Uh, Stu said that Cat would finish in the top ten of the MVP voting. Wow. That's not going to happen. Stu is on a run, man. <laughs> Been a bad year for Stu. He's, a, he's, he's <laughs> as likely sorry. to be on a different team next year than he is to be a top ten MVP getter. Top five. Oh, Jesus. Ugh. My bro my bro pick just got traded, so I don't know where uh, that puts us. That probably is the yeah, number Bob one bro. Covington. Good for him. Jesus. What an incredible is, is David Vanterpool is that a was that a real person or somebody you made up, Jeff? That's that's the Timberwolves defensive coach. The point I was oh. making was that they were going to be absurdly terrible on defense, which is fairly true. They're absurd they're absurdly that's terrible true. at everything. We should have that's forced true. a threshold on you as well. I mean, come on. Uh, you did. It was I, I don't know where they are in this stat, but the threshold was they were gonna finish in the bottom ten in defensive efficiency. Yeah, that's a good threshold. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Well, we we'll always have our go for basketball. Uh, Great. Won't we always? Yep. Okay, let's uh, let's wrap it up. All right. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.